This time on No Not The Mind Probe, episode number 25, Macrame Kill You. Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe. That's like if your dog is chewing on the Mind Probe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to be like, hey, 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 get away from the Mind Probe. You're, you're you ruining gotta, the You got to tell, tell the yeah. Mind Probe right away because they won't have a memory of it later. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, it's a podcast, checks out, uh, yep, yep. where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant, and I am a lifelong, I let that sink in for a bit. Because uh, <laughs> it's a lot. If you think about it, you're just like, "Whoa, wow, we're in, we're in it." Like if you if you've made it this far, you're in it to win it. Um, but you also would know the fact that my name is John Grant. So it's really not necessary. But I'm going to tell mm-hmm, you anyway. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. Blah blah blah. I've been watching it for 36 years. And my name is Porter Mason. And John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years. I finally said yes. Each episode. We'll look at two Doctor Who stories. We're going through the new series in order, and our Doctor Who curator, John, finds a pairing of that new story with a classic story. John, what do we have in store for this episode? All right, so this episode, we're once again carrying on in the new series. I really introduce that every time, that we're just going Mm -hmm. next to the new series, but I want people to be clear. Uh, And we are looking at uh, the dystopian future of Gridlock, uh, and we've paired that with another dystopian future, um, but also with the macro. Uh, it, uh, it's yeah, that's dystopian. really the bigger link. It was really the link, but I'm I'm trying to, themes, themes, Porter, themes. Um, uh, the uh, second Doctor uh, classic, the Macra Terror, uh, which of course we watched as an animated story. Um, so we'll have to talk about that, or it would be a lame podcast if we didn't mention it. I suppose. All right, let's recap these things. Uh, First off, we are going to talk about gridlock as we mentioned not so much the episode but just being stuck in traffic i'm gonna do i'm gonna do about 15 minutes of stand-up about what's what's up with and then people are don't you wish you just had a short honk that just meant excuse me and then a longer honk when you were really upset Really? That's your that's your stand up. That's your traffic stand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you yeah. wish that there were so many cars? <laughs> I mean, that's more just a general <laughs> complaint. <then. laughs> so look, this was uh one episode. It's uh season three of the new series, episode three. It aired the fourteenth of April, two thousand and seven, and John has a little clip for us. I never even asked. Where's home? A long way away. I didn't really think. I just followed the doctor and... They don't even know where I am. My mum and dad. If I died here, they'd never know. (sighs) So, um, who is he then? This doctor? I don't know. Well, not really. There's so much he never says. But that means that the only hope right now is a complete stranger. 
That's no use. It is, though. Because you haven't seen the things that you can do. Honestly, just trust me, both of you. You've got your faith, you've got your songs and your hymns. And I've got the doctor. Wow, pretty pretty bleak there for most of that clip. The exciting, <laughs> but the exciting doctor theme. Like that's one of the that's one of yeah. Murray Gold's. Like here, you know, the doctor's coming. Yeah. If you um if you ever go jogging, that's a good theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, to jog. That sounds like a good one to like end on. You yeah, know, like, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. And if you're ever chased by macro while jogging, it really gets you going. Like you're just like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm this is this is for real. I'm, I'm being chased by giant crabs. All right, we're trying something new here, so I'm going to cite my sources. I don't know if I'll necessarily say this every time, but I'm generally going to recap the plot from going through what's uh, the plot uh, summary from Wikipedia for the episode. So you've just stopped watching going... the episodes altogether. You're just like, whatever it takes to just get through this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I've been right, holding sure, Porter's sure. family hostage, and so he is. <laughs> he really has to just get through another 230 episodes. Just have to make it. I just, I, I just have to make it. Anyway, I just wanted to be clear in case someone's like, um, I actually listened, and to be honest, it seems like what you're doing is like, yeah, I know, I know what I'm doing. All right. Um. So this does mean probably the the plot summaries will go quicker, which probably people are happy with anyway. Okay. The tenth Doctor and Martha are in an alleyway uh, in uh. New New York, not New 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 York, but New New York. Uh, we got street vendors. Every time we go to a future situation, John, we gotta have street vendors. That shows us where things are. Like when we were on the um, the satellite, we saw how street vendors were there. It's kind of how we mark our time in the future. Is mm-hmm. how are street vendors acting? Right. Uh, they're selling mood drugs, which are like patches where you stick on your so kind of like a nicotine patch, except for happiness. Um, or you know, for some people, the nicotine patch is happiness. So I shouldn't, you know, and. God, God, go with them. Um, uh, a young right, couple come in. The nicotine patch business. If you're advertising the nicotine patch, we're on your corner, apparently. Or in yeah, your corner. Yeah. If we're on your corner, I believe we're prostitutes. Oh, I believe yeah. we're in your <laughs> corner. It's a different... And it implies they're the pimp. So I don't know. Um, or selling drugs. Hey, we could be selling drugs, John. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't make us out to be prostitutes. Sorry, oh, sorry folks. For those of you dealers. who are not drug dealing prostitutes, I apologize. Uh, so a young couple kidnap Martha. Now, once they have her, they say, hey, here's the deal. We're pregnant, and we, but we needed you in our car because we needed to get in the HOV lane because this is very important. Like, every, we're all – and then we start to see the, the theme of this episode – not the theme, but the, the plot line of this episode is in this future world – Everyone gets onto this highway, and they're just on there for a long, long time. In fact, as we find out, they're on there for years. Um, so they need her to get into the HOV lane, the fast lane, so that they can get to where they want to raise their kid in time for – at first you think in time for the kid to be born, and then you realize, like, oh, it'll be great. She can start middle school <laughs> by the time we get there. Getting into um, a good middle school is not easy. Um, and yeah. and they say, look, we promise we'll drop you off, which is so funny because they're so casual about it. Like, look, we'll drop you off in six years. What is the big yeah. deal? Um, not being so difficult. So the doctor chases after her. And I will say that the doctor is very protective of Martha when she's captured. He he 
he's very he's sort of dismissive of her at times and then but he was he was very he went through a lot to try to get back to her so he goes after the goes after her he gets into what's called the motorway here he gets into one car um who, who takes him in it's a cat man and his wife and their baby kittens which by the way how were those kittens born exactly how does that work what what happened there mm, i don't want to ask a lot of questions with that it might disturb me that's not to eventually he decides to he kind of tracks down where the car is we learn more about the motorway in that sequence and then he he finds that the fast lane is at the bottom so he starts just like dropping through cars um and we kind of see a little glimpse of a bunch of a different uh people who are trapped in their cars in in the motorway um which the costume designer had a lot of fun with <laughs> and the set designer had a lot of fun with um he we find out the the police don't exist um and when we get to the very bottom uh Martha and her friends as well as the doctor I think pretty soon after see these crab huge crabs at the bottom uh who we find are the macra more really much more about them in the second episode but here they are like they're 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 there at the bottom in this first episode um we he kind of gets in and almost rescues her i'm trying to see what's really important here uh it looks like there was a huge oh it looks like a, a virus that that killed everyone on the surface so like everyone on earth has perished and the people who were saved, they were encouraged to stay underground on the motorway because they wanted to save them from from, you know, going above. Um, but at, through sheer like inertia and people's willing to deal with things, they just stayed down there for. And I, do, are we told how long they've been down there? Actually, it's a good question. I don't know. But they're how long. willing to stay down there for years. I mean, so I, it implies to me that they've been down there for years. Yeah, but no, yeah, I think they've been there. Yeah, yeah. He definitely says it's been a while. So yeah, the old women had been there for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. The old lesbian couple. Yeah. So right. then we 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 get up there. The doctor uh, along the way through the cars. I forget. He meets one of the cat people nurses that we've met on New uh-huh, Earth episode uh-huh. New Earth. Returning character. <clears throat> She brings him to the face of Bo, uh, the the most returning character we've had other yeah, than the Daleks. Yeah, um, and and as we remember, he was told, I, I'm going to have one more thing to say to you when I meet you once again. And basically, the face of Bo is holding everything together here. And and uh, in order to um, to open up the motorway to get everyone out which is i guess all that really needed to happen at this point which is sort of funny to me um the face of Bo uses his energy we still don't really know much about him but he mm. uses his energy whatever that means to open up the streets they see this guy again i'm surprised they're not all blinded because i mean if they've been down there for years like they wouldn't even be able to handle like sunlight like really, that really, that's the implausible part of this story <laughs> it's all implausible. i mean that's the part i don't I know you know, honestly, I saw some license plates that were like five digits when clearly they would be seven <laughs> digits, which just blew me out of this whole thing. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, anyway, but yeah, I mean, yeah, well, we can talk more about this. But then at the end, the Facebook was dying. And the last thing yeah, this is good. I wouldn't have remembered this. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia. This is the last thing he says to the doctor is you are not alone. Mm. So very interesting. Um, and the, the doctor tells uh, that. Oh, this is when we find. I think we already knew this, but maybe Martha didn't. That right. uh, he tells Martha, "I'm the last time lord." Like he's wrong. Uh, I'm alone. So interesting, interesting little nugget there. 
Because, look, who am I trusting? The doctor or the face of Bo? The face of Bo. He's, I'm sure he's right. He's a big face. I'm sure he's right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's it, John. What did I what did I miss there? Uh, well, you didn't miss it. If, you, if anybody did, Wikipedia did. Um, and that would be that's the, true. the that's collective true. I've wisdom. I've moved responsibility <laughs> off. That would be the collective wisdom of the entire internet. And who are we to challenge them? Well, to be fair, what I tried to do is I skipped things where I was like, yeah, I didn't really remember that part, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like most users of the internet, you only looked for information that affirmed yeah. your previous yeah. views and then <laughs> avoided anything that challenged. Right. Well, you've you've exactly. learned to use the internet correctly. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think you got. Um, well, again, it'd be hard to get it wrong. Um, this is uh, this is an interesting one. This one has grown on me over the years. Uh, I'm not sure when I first saw it. I think I, I was caught up a little bit in the sort of the ridiculousness of the premise. Um, that they would all sit in traffic for however many years. Uh, uh, oh, that's interesting. And do not. I like the premise. It's very much of. A, it's very much like a Ray Bradbury story. Yeah. it's like a short story it sci-fi. It's a, cla- it's a hard sci-fi sort of classic, or yeah, hard sci-fi idea, um, a concept episode, right? Um, a high concept episode. Uh, and yeah, when I went back and watched it, I think the thing that always gets me is, um. In spite of how ridiculous it is, including the, you know, they all living in their cars, the family of kittens that belongs to the cat guy and his, his human wife, like it, it's a surprisingly emotional episode. Like there's that uh, great moment where they kind of all stops and they listen to the hymn together, which is kind of this lovely moment. And then there's the the end when he um, he you know opens the roof and he's all like, go up, go up. And it, it's it, between the music and the moment and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I get a little a little teary eyed like it's a little it's a beautiful moment. Um, uh, and I think it's again, I think it's a sign of uh, which we've talked about before. Russell T. Davies can just he can create these characters very quickly and these scenarios very quickly. And just with a few lines, like establish them. Uh, and, you know, I mean, um, uh, who would have thought that a, a, a cat in a, in a little leather helmet, pilot's helmet with, <laughs> with an Irish accent. is like, that's, that's going to be your, one of your main characters. And I'm really, okay. Um, uh, Finnegan, yeah, that guy's right? very personable. Yeah, he's he's a comedian. Uh, I yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those episodes, it's grown on me a lot. Um, I love the, uh, as you, as you, uh, as you sort of flag the fact that the doctor just very quickly is like, I've got to save Martha. Um, and that great sort of sequence again, with that same music, uh, in the background where he's, he just starts hopping through the cars to go down and, and, you know, sort of flashes through all the different cars is a great heroic moment for him, uh, which I think is very cool. Um, uh, I like uh, you do get the face of Bo returning, which is sort of an interesting addition. Um, uh, again, not a character or, or his first appearance or, or first and second appearance were not exactly significant. Um, uh, and then you get him with this sort of prophecy, uh, which is sort of one of the overarching themes of the season. Um, uh, you get uh, uh, the return of the macra, not something fans were clamoring for. Uh, <laughs> it was they had only appeared in the episode we're about to talk about the macra terror, oh. uh, and no one really. I mean, that episode had been lost pretty much since it was first broadcast. I mean, you know, once it, it was, not a lot of people had seen it who had not been watching the show for. 50 years um and and they weren't they did not exactly capture the imagination and we'll talk a little bit about why uh and uh i think um 
I think I saw an interview somewhere with Russell T. Davies or something where they said, oh, why did you bring them back? And he said, well, I, I, I needed a monster in the, in the, that was going to be living off the fumes of this, you know, of these cars and the thing. And some, I think some, either he thought of, or somebody who was also a fan said, well, what about the macro? Like they lived off gases and, and he was like, yeah. And, and it's a nice addition, right? It's like a nice little nod, like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to know. It's not like we needed a lot of backstory to the macro. Like, you're like, what's their motivation? Like, I mean, <laughs> they're just well, giant crabs. Right. I, I think but it was a nice little like, toss to the fans. Like, oh, hey, if you know this, that's cool. If you don't know it, it doesn't matter. The only thing that I thought was too bad was we'll talk more about them in the second story. But as I understand, well, no, but they referenced this in the news story that it was like, oh, they've kind of devolved. Yeah. Now they're yeah. just these they like smarter. beasts. Yeah. And uh, having seen the second story, I thought, that's too bad. I wouldn't have mind. I don't know really why. I guess because they truly just needed this plot device of a scary thing down there. They didn't want any other complication, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I enjoyed them as the more weirdly intelligent things in the in the old episode. Um, with a great voice, which we'll get to. But um, yeah, I like the. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think. I don't know if I maybe I just kind of ignored it or it wasn't necessarily relevant. Um, it was interesting. I was watching through the second time as they were trying to explain what happened to all the people, which was this drug bliss. Um, and I thought it was almost a con. So they, so they, they all this drug bliss at all. It obviously makes people feel blissful. Um, and there's sort of this convoluted thing about, well, there was a, it was a virus or something. I feel like they explained it and it mutated and infected everyone very quickly or something. They, um, they'd been taking these drugs. Yeah. And that was Ooh, happening. Geez. So that's not, that was like a problem anyway. And then there was also a virus and the virus like mutated into kind of like a drug or yeah. something like it was, a little it was which I was kind of like, oh, that it's actually quite. Un- I mean, if if you're if you take something that makes you feel complete bliss, um, then you would just stop doing anything but take the drug. Right. I mean, like, I feel like they could have they didn't have to have that added step to the explanation they could have just been like hey yeah this drug you know everybody's just going to stop caring about anything um if you take this drug so i, I was i think when i rewatched it i was a little surprised that that added layer of explanation i was like oh, it doesn't seem entirely necessary um you get the doctor describing gallifrey here at the end uh and i still see david Tennant is very good in it um bringing in a lot of uh in the early series, and we'll 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 see a couple of these episodes. Uh, they went back to Gallifrey, but they only ever were really inside in these, you know, obviously in whatever you could recreate in a in a BBC studio. Uh, so it wasn't like there were a lot of sequences where you could see the whole planet. Um, and so the descriptions of it uh, came from descriptions in the earlier series about the orange skies and the silver leaves and, and things like that. Um, so they were pulling pulling elements from uh, from books and other uh, descriptions of the planet. Um, how did you, uh, how do you say, so this is the big sort of running controversy, I guess, if anything of the season. How do you feel about Martha's character so far? Like the character development of her being pretty smitten with him uh, at this point. Um, but although, I, I mean, also we're having yeah. a Rose moment, right? This is Rose in the end of the world where she was like, oh my God, I just went off with this guy and nobody knows where I am. And it's repeating yeah, with Martha, right? True. Which we just listened yeah. to. Yeah. I, um, I like it. I was uh, 
so I've watched I've already watched next week's episodes. So um <laughs> but but it's the same years. sort of I mean the same kind of thing is continuing. Yeah. So uh in terms of that and I like it. I like the the dynamic is different um because instead of them both kind of I don't think Rose they were flirty at the beginning, but they were uh, whatever. And anything that Rose and the doctor had was mutual the entire way. I think it like wasn't totally there at the beginning, but there was a little bit of flirtiness. And as it got kind of deeper, it was mutual the whole way. This is really interesting where I, I like the different. I just like the difference of it, that she's really into it. She saw something right at the beginning and then it's completely withdrawn in terms of his affection toward her, not affection, but just the fact that there might be something more, I think what I would want from her, because all we know, we all I know about her background is that like she, I guess not a doctor, but a med student, uh, yeah, maybe almost a doctor. A resident, I think, or something like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, a pretty accomplished young woman. I mean, we saw her actually in the hospital. Like she knows what she's doing. And uh, I, I, yeah, it's a little tough that it's like we're just seeing that this her obsession with the doctor. Like we're not seeing her do. Um, kind of come into her own more but it's only four episodes in so it's also i mean you know it's not not that much has really happened yeah, actually um, only three right Espinosa. oh yeah three three yeah, yeah you're right you're right because uh donna was the first yeah, uh, episode so, yeah. no and so she, no she i like just... it i like that it's different and i buy her acting of it of that she does really feel like there's something there i feel like it's one of those situations where he you know asked her to come along with him and it's one of those situations where the your first interaction with the person is like, well, he must be interested. Why else would he have asked me to come travel with him? But then as she's going along, she's like, I'm, I must maybe I'm crazy. I, I feel like there must be something there. And then and then of course, he always does come and save her and sort of do all these things for her. So um, I believe that she's sort of stringing herself along. Um, so I don't know. But what's the controversy? People just didn't like it, or well, what? I think I think people complained that it, there was too much mooning around about Rose, right? So there well, was, I definitely, I definitely don't like that. Yeah, that's more that, the doctor side of things. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard, uh, but then that she looked, you know, it, she it's it sapped her of having a better character, um, which I, I I don't necessarily agree with because I, I love her. Um, she. Um, uh, she's great here. She's very independent. And, you know, that speech he gives and like, I'm depending, uh, you know, I'm counting on the doctor, but we've also got to deal with this ourselves. And like, yeah, I mean, I think, and then also her standing up to him at the end and be like, I'm not going any further with you unless you explain to me what's going on here. Like, who are you and where do you come from? And, and stuff like that. Um, uh, and yeah, so I, I think she's a great character, but again, yeah, I think it is sort of, it is sort of drowned out by like, well, she's the rebound. <laughs> Um, for us as viewers, for Ro, uh, for the doctor and Ro, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a little. Um, uh, it it, I feel like it gets it, it keeps going, and it's kind of like okay, we should have dropped this or figured out a way to lose it somehow. Um, but uh, I mean, it's hard to do. And again, we talked about this earlier. It is big for the series, right? The series started from Rose's perspective uh, for the first two seasons. And so, you know, we're also getting, you know, the series has to adjust uh, that, that it's no longer, you know, it's, it's just sort of shift to the doctor as the central character. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, uh, and then of course, this is a, an odd new earth sequel, um, an episode, not really crying out for a sequel. And they're like, Ooh, bring the cat back. And everyone's like, Oh, the cat looks like all the other cats. Uh, so I'm not sure. Well, I do think I, I, I do think I weirdly because 
I think it's because I do think the the it is kind of an interesting sci-fi story. I weirdly could have had this be this is one of those that felt like if it was in the old series that would have been four episodes and you would have really gone into this world and understood more about it and just gotten into wow, how do these people how have they convinced themselves that this is okay and and you just kind of punch through it really quick which I think it's like a better idea than it is an episode in some ways to me. Yeah, I mean which probably were right? I mean I, I think I think we're both dancing around the same thing, um, which is that cats shouldn't drive vans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't we move from that, from the terror of cats to the terror of the macra? Uh, we, in this second episode, or in the in the classic episode, I should say, or what is the macra terror? Yeah. yeah, the second doctor. We're watching the second doctor. Uh, it's four episodes. This was season four. It was story seven, uh, and it. Uh, initially premiered the 11th of March through the 1st of April 1967 and John I believe you have a little clip Hola Where exactly did you catch him? In here in the hall, pilot I see, so in fact he gave himself up He should never have been allowed to escape Are you criticizing control? I'm criticizing the running of the pits But that is my job, Ola I know that but were it not for my guards, this stranger would still be a danger to all of us. I'm going to report to control that there is no discipline in the pits. That's not the only report control Ever since these strangers arrived here, your authority in this colony has gone to pieces. They come and go as they please, and even now two of them are still missing. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, everyone is up bright and early, and the last two strangers are not missing after all. Oh, come now. We can't have bad temper and differences of opinion in this happy-type colony. Say you're sorry, Ola. Say you're sorry, pilot. Don't do what you come here for. You've walked into a trap. I love that little kindergarten teacher moment from the doctor. The doc- the second doctor would be a great kindergarten teacher. Or he like, yeah. People he actually like- strikes me as, I don't know if you had this in your school, but we had this thing in our school that was like the gifted and talented program. And there's always some like quirky teacher who their job was to be the gifted and talented teacher. And I think the second doctor would be a great gift. Uh, see, I know I, I went to Catholic school, so there was always a, a guy trying to get you to go into a phone booth with him. Uh, no, but yeah, wee. it wasn't the same. It was different. It was different. Yeah. Hey, boy. Hey, hey. Uh, apologies. We'll to get the into Catholic. that. Apologies to the Pope, big prober Pope. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, man. Pope Francis. You got a history, dude. Pope Francis. All right. Um. So the doctor. No, we got a big crowd here. First of all, um, we got the doctor. Second doctor, as we said, we got Ben. Ben. We got Polly. Polly. I'm the thing. I this first time meeting Ben and Polly. It is. Yes. And then we have Jamie, who I I know, I've come to know and love. He's Jamie. He's everywhere. So they land on this planet and they see a big claw. So right off the bat, I'm like, oh, I kind of <laughs> this is probably the macro because I've already seen them. Uh, and you know, when you see a big claw, you're like, let's, let's find that claw because why? Because crabs, crabs are good eating and Mm -hmm. you want to get that claw and some butter, but a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of work. Yeah. Especially with the macro, because you'd had to get like, uh, sort of some industrial equipment to kind of actually break the shell. Well, that might actually make it worth it. Like regular crabs are too small, like a lobster. That's worth it. That's yeah, 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 yeah. a lot, but a crab is like, ugh, it's exhausting. But a macro, maybe it's worth it. Yeah, then. a macro be worth it. The macro be like, you, uh, that claw meat would be like a turkey. <laughs> you dip in a turkey in butter. <laughs> well, anyway, so they're pursuing the delicious macro, <laughs> and uh, they run into this really crazy guy with an unfortunate haircut, Medoc. 
um, who is then arrested uh, and by the security person here. We find out this is a colony. And I think they say they're human, right? I mean, they're yeah, these are earthlings. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're escorted along. Now, the whole time, one of the, I really enjoyed these episodes, but one of the things that is really funny to me is as a plot device, they repeatedly are apprehending the doctor and the companions and then being like, Oh, but it's fine. You're kind of free to go. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, Pilot is very no, forgiving. You're, you're arrested. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out you burn the whole place down, but we wanted it burned down anyway. So that's good. Yeah, they, they were very forgiving. Uh, so so they're escorted along and we find out that this colony refines gas. Uh, they don't know why. Uh, the doctor is sort of, oh, and there's, a, I think we see from right away that there's a lot of strange sort of almost cultish or like i think it was like north korean ceremonies that are happening where uh people are coming out in their own uniforms and dancing and singing a very particular song i guess north korean or like church young life groups (laughs) from high school either one yeah um we look forward to your letters (laughs) yes (laughs) well anyway uh so the doctor's just he, he thinks something's fishy here um the Medoc is sort of uh, put in jail and sort of uh, his crime seems to be just that he he is saying he saw is he saying he saw something or he's trying to just get people to look into something anyway he he's different he you're not supposed to question anything that you're being told from the colony and in particular they have this master who's called and the, the pilot is the person in charge but the, the controller the controller is like the master of everything and we we see this controller as just a big head talking to us very which overly. reminded yes and remind me a lot of time lash right it was very mm. similar to what we just saw in time yes lash. yes it was um so uh well, the once, doctor... you, once you've hit on the gold mine that is <laughs> time lash you just you just milk that storyline that's right <laughs> So the doctor, uh, by the way, I really like, this is the second doctor I liked. I, the, 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 I, I, I enjoyed him a lot in this episode. I didn't really enjoy him in the last episode we saw of him. Cause I just felt he was, that was the one where they were lost in a void the whole time. Yeah. The mind um, robber. Yeah. Yeah. The mind robber. Yeah. I like this a lot better because to me in this one, he was just the sort of impish sprightly figure. And I, what I loved is what he constantly did is so me gets put in jail. And he goes like, okay, sorry about that, Medak, you're in jail. And then he just walked down to the jail and let him out. And like, and then they, and then they'd say, but you can't do that. He'd be like, oh, I'm very sorry about that. And then he would just like walk right down and do it again. So he's trying to figure out what's going on. He lets Medak out. Medak finds, uh, lets him know that he's, um, he's seen these giant insects and everyone who talks about them are put in jail and quote like reconditioned i don't know what they do but it's not you know something like uh, shock therapy or something and they kind of destroy their minds um the the they're captured the doctor and him the doctor's again released uh uh oh by the way then ben and jamie and uh and polly sorry i forgot her name i don't know her they're kind of around doing their thing and then they're um they lay down to sleep and the doctor kind of at the same time is thinking this gas, there's a gas that's being fed to people to sort of keep them. It's almost like a mind control gas. It's making them listen to everything the controller has to say. He, he and Polly and Jamie and Ben are all asleep in this room where that's being released. The doctor comes in and he is able to stop the gas pipes. I don't know. Whatever's the vents, the vents, the gas vents that, that are there. 
um, but not for Ben. So Ben does get enough of this gas that when they wake up, they see this change in him right away where they're saying like, something's fishy here. We need to look into it. And Ben's like, no, we must listen to the controller. Like, and they're like what are you talking about? This is crazy. <laughs> and for the rest of the episode, almost the whole episode, he becomes part of that side, which I think would be more interesting if I knew those companions more, but it was still kind of yeah. interesting. I liked that, that they were kind of pl- pitted against one another. So they spend the rest of the time trying to, to, kind of get to the source of the and kind of uncover the mystery not, not sorry open people's eyes to what's going on around them in addition to uncovering it for themselves that they, they break down they eventually see the macra and um they find that the i think polly actually initially finds them and then they see that the macra are actually are actually controlling things there's no um, such thing as macra i don't know what you're, what you're talking about there's no, <laughs> no such thing as macra so and for, okay. for folks who've seen the episode be. you totally get that for folks who haven't, <laughs> why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, That's right. So, <laughs> so they they he eventually brings the pilot, who again is the human who's in charge of things. They they he's able. The pilot is. Oh, I guess I figured out later why this is, but the pilot is more open to their um, protestations of saying this is. You, you guys have to look into this. This isn't real. I think it's because he broke the vent in his office, right? He because he yeah. does that he breaks the vent in the pilot's office anyway he's able to bring the pilot down show him the macro we see the macro in there um one thing i'll say for the macro and i guess they didn't build this it seems like they came in and took over something but there are these huge crabs in there working knobs and stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like well the, the, this machinery is not built for these crabs <laughs> like how are they these enormous claws of their tiny these tiny dials everywhere very clever crab. very impressive they're very impressive um stop being so anti-crabist i'm crabist i'm pretty crabist um or i'm just crustaceanist in general so um what do they do they they they're really never able to convince someone and then they they have a big plan at the end that solves it what do they do they they have oxygen yes they infiltrate the control area uh oh they turn off the gas and then uh they make the gas explode. Yes, it's yes, rerouting. that's right. It's it's rerouting power. Oh, it's gas it's, rerouting instead of power rerouting. Yeah, it's just gas rerouting. Yeah, so they really zigged on this. It's like, ooh, well, power rerouting is boring, boring and played, but gas rerouting. Now that's interesting. And I'll mention uh, before I throw it to you the other thing that I like. What I liked about well, the, a couple things I liked about this episode. One was it was this anim, uh, animatic. Mm form because they had to recreate it i really enjoyed it actually and one of the things it did is it made the macro really great looking who yes. i don't know how they looked in the initial one Not but they, they looked good <laughs> <laughs> they looked great in this and then um but the other thing is that in terms of exploring a world this was its own little world right it was this kind of jonestown type cult where they're singing and i'm sorry that i've compared christian life groups to jonestown but anyway there's this there's this cult that they're singing all these like these happy songs and that's threaded throughout the entire episodes all episodes multiple where just in the background people are singing these songs jamie has to pose as one of the singers yeah cheerleaders and um I just thought it was a really cool, creepy vibe throughout, uh, and and they set it up well. And again, because they had that more, you know, extra time, it was about uh, 
gosh, um, you know, about an hour and a half total, mm-hmm. then they were able to really like you you got part of this world at then to the point that once they destroyed the macro, then the gas explodes, the macro are destroyed. They're all happy with them. They're like, hey, great. You, you know, you guys saved us. Stick around there. They're, they're like, doctor, we'll make you the leader. And they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. <laughs> like, we have to leave these because these crazy. people are clearly they're so damaged that they're just now kind of trying to move on to the next, mm-hmm. you know, Which ruler who they will obey. What a good doctor would do is you leave highly damaged people to their own devices. Like that's <laughs> what any good doctor would exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Well anyway, John, there you go. Um no, um <laughs> there it is. That's it. It's there. There uh, go. Yeah, this is one I, I I'll be honest, I haven't seen this many times. Of course it is a lost episode. Um so it's been so uh, to, to catch everybody up, uh, back in the day, uh, Doctor Who was uh, was recorded, but the BBC, they really didn't do reruns because uh, they were running so many episodes. I think there wasn't enough time in the schedule and, and they didn't have VCRs. They didn't have DVDs coming. Uh, and so there was no point to keeping these things forever. Uh, so they would archive a few for sort of historic interest or whatever, but then they would either reuse the film or just junk the film. Uh, I actually didn't reuse it, but they would junk the film uh, that they recorded on because they was just taking up space. So uh, some of these early stories um, of Doctor Who, the first and second Doctor Arrow, were destroyed uh, and thus began the hunt for missing episodes. So. Um, a number of missing episodes, including a few chart ones found in just in the last few years, uh, where basically the BBC would send copies to the affiliates, the BBC World affiliates. So they they have found stories in film canisters in Nigeria, Hong Kong. Um, uh, they found two episodes of the Daleks Master Plan in a in a in a trunk in the basement of a church. <laughs> um, like they just. <laughs> They just it, it, people just find these old canisters of film that you know people just uh, apparently a lot of like these classics and it's not just stuff who many story many series um just disappeared and and some of them were junked and some of them I think you know they were like well we're throwing these episodes out and somebody would be like oh, I'll take it home and so there are rumors uh, to this day that there are classic stories in private collections that people you know have not won't share or whatever so there the this the the film and audio are uh, as married together are lost then um and there are uh people sat at home before vcrs and recorded the audio off the television uh as it was going out like because you know sci-fi of course there's always going to be obsessive fans and they wanted to re-listen to it or whatever so people recorded them uh, and held on to these recordings, which I was impressive because I assume these are like real to real recordings from like, you know, the 1960s. Uh, and if that's what they're using for some of these, the sound sounds good. Yeah. Sounds so, really good. So they usually they usually found at least one or two recordings. Uh, and um, and then the uh, there was a BBC sound engineer in, in recent years who uh, started digitizing them and re-engineering them and they you know they had to do stuff like you know they said they were like yes every some of them some of the recordings the audio recordings do get a little bit dicey um and uh, but they would say you know they'd have to every once in a while they'd be like yeah every once in a while you get like somebody you whose mother would come in and announce that tea was ready or something like that you hear in the background of the audio <laughs> so they had those and and actually with the audio recordings they have a complete set of doctor who right there's not an episode that was lost 
that is missing on audio. So they have audio of all the missing episodes. Uh, then a guy, a, a guy named John Cura, C-U-R-A, uh, he took, he set up this rig on his television uh, and took telestaps. And he basically had a camera pointed at the screen of the television, perfectly sort of framing the screen. And he would just snap a picture every X seconds or whatever. And uh, this is the one we're watching next week. Yeah, we'll see that next yeah. week in Evil of the Daleks. Um, and um, the telesnaps, um, uh, I, there are, not all the episodes that are missing have them, but there are most of them. Uh, and he would usually do that, I think, for actors. Like they'd be like, "Hey, I'm going to be in this TV show this week," and he would sell them there. You know, here, look, it's it's this is the best we could do. <laughs> we can't actually have a recording of it, so here you are on the screen or something like that. Um, so we had the telesnaps. Um, so for a long time, the Doctor Who uh, they were releasing the BBC was releasing these stories, these lost stories on audio, and they actually would get uh, the original actors or some of the original actors to narrate them. Um, and so it was pretty clever, actually, because you know they basically they would have to listen to the whole episode, and then they would have to fill in wherever there was silence because you couldn't talk over the the dialogue. They would fill in like here's what's going on, like uh, you know, so it'd be long set, and, and they would use camera scripts. Uh, and whatever photos they had or whatever left over, and they would sort of try to figure out, right, what's going on in this long silence, um, you know, that you just hear, like, little things going on, and they would have somebody narrate that over. And then and then they have <clears throat> been working uh, for the last few years to actually animate them. Uh, and what you see here, this is actually a bit further along. I'm trying to remember the first animate. So the, the animation has become a little less rudimentary. It used to be very basic uh um you know the the characters didn't quite move as now this is probably at uh what scooby-doo-ish level of animation you know they move oh, i think it's, it's um, good i guess i guess what you're saying i know what you're saying but it's, it's not I, pixar <laughs> no well yes in terms of the movement yes but the except for the crabs and uh, then uh there there's aspects that are a lot better than that and then the way they're using the I don't know. I, I think the aesthetic of it is very good. So I agree that there's moments where there's not a lot of movement, but it's um, it's a lot higher quality animation than Scooby-Doo, I guess is what I mean. Um, it's good. So, but they, you're right. Excellent. It's not like a fluid motion. Uh, but right. if you've ever seen uh, there's some anime and stuff like that, that like yeah. it's um, th there's a style of animation where you actually don't have a lot of motion and you're just more going between certain it looks much more like an animated comic book and that's what this feels more like it's interesting because uh, maybe this is from the telestats but there are some moments in this where they would appear to hold a shot that seemed strange like they would they would hold someone would go out of frame and they would just continue to show the blank frame for a while and i was wondering i was like the only reason you would do this is if they were just trying to be faithful and like that's what what well, they could glean what happened in the show this is really i would call it the ethical debate of our of our time uh <laughs> which is uh and they they genuinely uh, have had this discussion about when we animate them do we animate them as close to what they would have appeared as when they were broadcast or do we take advantage of the fact that we're animating here and we can, we have a little bit more license. This one is much more and they're taking a little bit more license because I, I'm going to shock you here, but the macro as they appeared on screen 
we're not quite as good as this. <laughs> so they look um, great. They so the um, the other source of of <laughs> this is very macabre sort of thing. Uh, so the other source of, of 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 film from this era is when they would ship the Doctor Who episodes to Australia. For whatever reason, the Australian film people, and this is weird because you don't think Australians are particularly conservative in this way, would edit them. They they would they found some of these classic episodes too horrific and violent. They're like, oh no, no, no. So they would cut like seconds of film that was, and it was anything usually scary, um, and obviously all the hardcore sex scenes, um, which mm, were, yeah, mm. I mean, the sixties Doctor Who was replete with them. Um, but uh, yeah, so so there are these like two and three second little clips of like the macra attacking people uh, or grabbing people or something like that. Um, the macra is one of the largest props the BBC ever built. I think it was mounted on the back of a van or something like that to move it around. Cause it's huge. The, the prop itself was actually huge um, and uh, had like multiple people operating it. And, you know, a couple of people moving the claws and other people, the mouth and the eyes were, up, you know, clearly lights glowing in the distance, but um, they did their, they, again, this is all done. I think mostly in studio, if not, all in the studio and they did an impressive job uh but yes you know in the in the animation you see the macro like their legs scuttling around and stuff it's like yeah no we you wouldn't have seen <laughs> you wouldn't have seen that um this is um uh early trout and this is a very in the early so ben and polly were first doctor companions uh right at the end of his uh his final season uh ben was a, a navy uh navy guy uh, Polly worked in a bar, um, and they Ben and Polly were they were a pair, right? So they came on board together, um, and um, yeah, I like them. They're they're very likable. Ben is Ben is sort of very down to earth, and and I think it, it was believable that Ben would be the hypnotized one because he's kind of the navy. You know, he he would respond to authority and order and things like that. So it was it was in keeping with his character. Um. Uh, <coughs> Again, you have early Troughton. It's definitely Troughton's era of he was the, sort of the agent of chaos, right? I mean, yeah, and as you say, like he just he comes in and he just upsets the apple cart wherever he is, um, which is which is yeah, very much a story character. Uh, the story is written by Ian Stewart Black, um, who had written a number of Doctor Who stories. Um, uh, for back in the day, he also was an associate producer on Danger Man, which is, or I guess, uh, yeah, Danger Man, which is a um, a spy series that starred Patrick McGowan, um, who, I don't, have you ever seen The Prisoner? Yes, yes. So, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. So, um, Black was a producer and would have been talking about um, The Prisoner, I think, with, uh, with uh, Patrick McGowan. And you can see elements of... Mm-hmm. of the prisoner yeah, in, in the in second the doctor, doctor yeah. Who, yeah. um and sort of that dystopian weird future with all these weird things happening on and stuff like that so you can definitely see elements of it uh of it there um and um uh <clears throat> the um the weird the opening is very strange because so this was they were kind of going back to trying to have a cliffhanger between stories and they um they they did that time scanner thing which was never mentioned before and is never mentioned again. It's like, oh, we have a device that can look into the future and see what's going to happen. 
which would be a useful <laughs> thing to use. Uh, you know, and they're like, oh, right. let's, and so they, it was at the end. At the, this is a, in the animation is a pre-credit sequence from the end of the last story. Um, it's like, oh, let's look and see. And then they show the claw, which is a little disappointing because it does give the doctor a reason for believing me, doc, and sort of being an agent. She's like, okay, well, I know that there's a, giant claw monster somewhere right um, so if the people who are saying there is a giant claw monster i believe that that squares <laughs> yeah. with what we've seen on the future tv <laughs> that we've never used right. before and we'll never use again so that yeah that's a little bit disappointing um but otherwise yeah it's um it's uh it's an interesting episode yeah again showing sort of that dystopian futuristic uh world um and, and it does have sort of those the, the 1984 slash prisoner elements which i think made it kind of fun dystopian yes but but plenty of delicious seafood to eat and this is what's important you you if you have a dystopia it's not it's not and that's kind of the the red lobsters theme it's like it's not a dystopia if you have good seafood mm-hmm. come on down to red lobster and that's sort of the, the where the wait staff i'll just chant at you and like eat red lobster <laughs> <laughs> I thought like a nice hymn theme, Ooh, like uh, yeah. or an art. No, because I kind of look. I we kind of gave it to the Catholics and the Christians. <laughs> yeah, we earlier been a there, real so. Christian batter fest here. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. We are uh, here on No, Not the Mind Probe or NNTMP or NTMP, as the kids as, say. Uh, one of the the kid. Kid probers. Jim Henson's probe babies. No, that's (laughs) (laughs) that that doesn't work. Oh dear. Um, Not the same episode we're talking about the Catholic Church. You can't be like, hey, no, can't uh, Catholic probe babies. uh, Nope, nope. Hey, hey, hey. We are adherents of the repeating themes here on No, Not the Mind Probe. We like things when they happen more than once, and they mean something, or they don't, but they still happen more than once, and we want to talk about them. Uh, what are some themes you wanted to explore from this week's episodes, John? Well, let's just talk about the macro. No, just kidding. That's Ooh. a terrible theme. They're just <laughs> the theme macro. of the macro. <laughs> There's no other literature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't mention, I do love the macro voices, which are just sort of this stuffy upper crust, like, no, don't talk to them. And it's like, that's not what a crap Walk away. Like, yeah. Look away. <laughs> and they're all very actually and like, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, um, uh, I think both episodes, in addition to giant crabs that eat gas, um, have a linking theme of sort of this dystopian future uh, uh, stuff, which I think is, uh, you know, um, uh, I'm not sure a doctor who has uh, dabbles in dystopia um, uh, back and forth. Uh, you know, I think I think you have um, I, I feel like the Macrotero was more at a time when we were I don't know. What do you think? What are we? What's our dystopia that Gridlock is warning us about? Right. Is Gridlock trying to tell us, like, hey, everybody, there's a lot of traffic. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the 1984 of traffic. I don't know. Does I it think, work? I, a, I think uh, so. I think what Gridlock is. So for for a sci fi story like this, what you're trying to sort of show is what is the thing? It's usually taking something that is true from our current world and saying, let's take this to the extreme. So I think what it's taking to the extreme is that whole um frog being slowly boiled in water thing which is that we get used there's certain modern inconveniences that we sort of like oh well we're stuck in traffic 
uh, that if you extend out, you're like, this is crazy. Like we're wasting our lives. Like, why are, why are we doing this? And I, it's, it's using traffic in particular, I think is an extension of that, but there are other things of that too. Like you could say, you know, just the, the modern work day. It's like, why are we working 50 hours a week? You spend more time with the people at work than you do with your family who are, you know, ostensibly the people you yeah, love. But they're you know, awful. I mean, your family are awful. Are, yeah. and I know. And look, and that's arguable. <laughs> and I know, but I'm just saying, theoretically, uh, my vows said mm-hmm. that these are the people I love. You can say, um, and I can solve them. I have them on a little laminated card that I'm like, yes. right. yeah, I, keep I guess it, I am committed to this. All right. I keep that Stupid laminated card pro. of my vows on uh, on my on my forearm, kind of like the football coaches do on yeah. the sidelines, so I can flip it open and look at it. Do you also have um, a headset that you're like, all right, this is pro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, so I think it's I think that's what it's representing. So I agree that like it's not necessarily the the not that we're headed toward this world. Oh, if we don't watch out, we're going to end up. But it is sort of saying you know the how how prone humans are to letting the inertia of something just take over and sort of saying, uh, Oh, well this, because the funny thing about them all being stuck in traffic for years is they all still complained about it. They're like, Oh yeah, it's, it's terrible. What are you going to do about it? And it's like, well, you could do a lot of things. Like, you could get out of the car. <laughs> well, and they, like, yeah. They know. could get, that was the thing. Yeah. They could stop and they could get out of the car. Right. Cause obviously the people that took Martha hostage could have done it. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, cause it does. Well, I mean, we're in it right now. Right. Like, I mean, we're all, we've all, when the pandemic first started. So Probers, uh, if you aren't aware, uh, yeah, we're in a right. pandemic. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> people might be listening. Well, no, but this is a good point because people might be listening to this when it was put in some sort of time cap. I imagine they're going to preserve the great pieces of culture from our civilization. Right. We're probably animated right now. So hi. <laughs> yes. <I'm waving. laughs> the true. animated lost episode. So anyway, we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, For about a year. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, and yeah, I mean, it was it was like this horrible nightmare of um uh, you know, oh God, we're all trapped at home, uh, and you know, this is going to be awful. How are we, are we going to manage this? Um, and, uh, and now the answer it's is, not. Oh, we're going to watch a lot of Netflix. And- <laughs> <laughs> but we did settle down, right? It's like it's like uh, stirring up ants, or or you know, it's like eventually, yes, this people run around in chaos, and then eventually, eventually, the ants get toilet paper again, and everybody's like, okay. Uh, so probers, uh, probers, I'll let you in on a, on a, on a little secret too here uh that you'd really have to check a bunch of dates to figure out but this podcast was started in the middle of a pandemic yeah, yeah. that's what led to this podcast it was this or talk to our spouses <laughs> so we we were like well this this 300 episodes of doctor who should get us through most of this um uh yeah so um yeah and then okay so then what is the macro i guess the macro terror is again that brainwashing dystopia right this was the yeah people willingness 50s and, 60s. Yeah. and i think this is something that we're going through now is people people's willing but and we have for all of history people's willingness to want be okay with being controlled and in fact maybe want to be now let's give the micro people a pass because they were gassed into this um 
But uh, that said, it is something even like I mentioned at the end, even when the gas is taken away, they're still like, we'll celebrate the new leader. And yeah. it's like, whoa, 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 guys. And we're please. all just lining up to get our mind control vaccines. That's right, Porter. Right. That's, right. That's right. Porter, if you've noticed the weirdness about Porter, he is vaccinated right now. I'm which vaccinated. Which is why he's so happy and cheerful uh, because That's he's why now being controlled by Bill Gates. I hope this recording is okay because because I am vaccinated, I immediately had a rave at my house. So there's just tons of people writhing around and dancing and spitting and whatever people do at raves. And I'm loving every minute of it. I'm just loving it. What I like, though, and what I appreciate and what I hope our fans appreciate, all two of them, is that you stopped in the middle of a rave to record your podcast. record the podcast. That's right. Right. Wait, guys, I am rolling on so much ecstasy right now, but I have got to record. We must record this podcast. The macro terror must be discussed. All right, John, how you doing? I am exhausted. You're such a long, long recording break. Between themes and the set, <laughs> I am I am working through it. Okay, well, uh, we, folks, uh, and I have been working on the I've been working on my Excel skills. So this ranking is is going to blow your mind. Look, there are. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I got to tell them what section it is. This is the ranking section. You just right. told them about the spreadsheet. They don't, that's out of context. <laughs> they don't know what you're talking about. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, we, uh, there are 295 episodes so of Dr. Who. That stories, is true. Stories, I can, I can confirm that. I'm going to confirm Not that. episodes. Yeah, there happened. are a lot, there are a lot more episodes than stories. Uh, we to date have ranked 48 of them. So, uh, let's add two more. There'll be solid 50. And, you know, I often am uh, trying to struggle with how many we've ranked. And I realize whatever episode it is, uh, times that by two that's how many we've ranked. So I don't know why this is so hard for me. It's episode 25, so this will be the 50th episode. Maybe that doesn't make sense to you, John. You look very confused, but oh, I have a formula now. I have a graphing calculator. I'll in. run it. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll start first. Um, these were interesting to me. I, I, I didn't, it, it didn't jump to mind immediately where I'd rank them. Where I kind of ended up with both of them were both kind of middle of the pack, one at the top of the middle, one at the bottom of the middle, but which is which. So with gridlock, um, it was funny. As you were describing it, you were kind of making me like it more, but I had already ranked it, so I'm not changing my ranking. Right. The important ranking. thing as Americans is that we not listen to other people. And, change <laughs> and never our change our opinions. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's very right. important. Very important. That's the most important quality you can have is to stick to your guns, <laughs> even in the face of all evidence. Um, no, so... I, I do agree with the, some of the positive things you said where there were some weirdly emotional moments, but I, I, especially if I'm thinking some about the rewatchability or introducing others to it, it was a really just dour episode. Um, there was some cool world building. Like I said, I kind of almost think I would have liked it more had it been two episodes. But when I thought back to this, as I was ranking it, I was like, I didn't really enjoy this that much uh, other than some of the larger plot things. Um, so I kind of was going down the list where I put it, I decided to, uh, I put it just below arc in space. Uh, so it's, um, again, kind of like the, the bottom, bottom of the middle there for me. Um, not, not down in, you know, Delta and the Bannerman territory right, or anything like that. Varos town, but yeah. <laughs> so I was like, currently that would put it at around 28th. Um, so 
uh, then I had the Macro Terror. I really enjoyed this one, and but I was trying to figure out where to rank it, and I, um, like I, I would rewatch this, and I really wish we had the original, uh, the video, um, but I would definitely rewatch this because I thought they did build a cool world. I really enjoyed the Doctor and the Companions, um, so I, th- I thought it was great. But I was, I was trying to find a place for it. Um, I put it. I, I got, for example, to like the empty child Dr. Dances. I was like, well, I'm not going to put it above that. Um, and I liked Smith and Jones. I like that first story there. Um, I put it just above the hand of fear. So it's uh, number 13 on my list. So almost in the top 10, not quite there. But um, so I I moderately enjoyed both of these. But I actually I think I really enjoyed the Macro Terror. This is probably well, it definitely was my favorite second Doctor story. I have it two above Tomb of the Cybermen. So. Ooh. Oh, very exciting. Okay. Well, this week I ranked it on a Microsoft Access database. Uh, oh, good. So oh, good. I accidentally deleted all of my rankings. So it's number one and two. Um, uh, no, um, Gridlock, um, as I say, Gridlock, I didn't like when it, I first saw it. It has grown on me quite a bit. Uh, and so I, I, I end up actually giving it um, uh, a fairly high ranking. I put it right around, uh, right between Dalek and Father's Day. Um, oh, and you really like Dalek. Yeah, I really, yeah, yeah. I really like Dalek. Um, all this interesting. The more we, as we rank other things, uh, it is. It's kind of a. It's just an albatross that hangs. No, uh, it's just uh, it, yeah. It's but, moved uh, down to the middle of the pack. It's moving but I down, just, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but no, I, I, there is something about Gridlock. It's got through this. Uh, um, uh, cheerfulness to it, or it's got this positivity to it, or optimism to it. I guess um, you just like that Irish cat. I love an Irish cat. A good, sure. oh, you'll be giving me the blind cat. <laughs> um, I, I don't think Irish cats are offensive to the Irish. Um, mm, no, if no. they are, um, please write in through our copious contact mechanisms and let us know. Um, but no, I like I like it. I think it's a good, it's a solid episode. Um, and and like I said, it, it kind of grows on me the more I watch it and think about it, um, which is twice a day. Um, uh, and then the Micro Terra, the Micro Terra is a good. Um, again, it's kind of my middle of the pack uh, stories. Um, uh, it's I, it's again sort of a high concept sci fi thing. Um, so I have it uh, uh, kind of paired it with End of the World. Um, you know, again, so that far and or that futuristic uh, uh, story. Um, I like. Uh, I actually, I, I like the, these dystopian future stories. I mean, I, I like 1984 and stuff like that. I love the prisoner. I think those are amazing. Um, and so sort of these, these stories that, that get into this, you know, um, this is what I do for a living is, um, well, fight mass surveillance. I don't, don't mass surveil people or create dystopias, <laughs> but, you know, trying to prevent this sort of, uh, um, uh, this sort of society. So these always resonate with me a little bit, uh, uh, just, uh, just personally. So, um, yeah. And, um, and then again, Troughton always, uh, you know, gives, gives a great performance and, uh, and I like the, you know, the use of him here is sort of this anarchic uh, force of chaos. Um, so yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's good. So I've got it just below Smith and Jones at uh, number 25. Can I tell you an important aside uh, back to the Irish cat is that I have a really good word to say with an Irish accent because we play this game with my young daughters called Ocean Bingo, where you play bingo by saying out loud species of of ocean animals like, you know, Christmas tree worm, South American sea lion. Okay. And um, a really great word to say with every time this this animal comes up, I have to say with an Irish accent, which is pufferfish. You have to say pufferfish. Oh, pufferfish. Oh, okay. 
What oh, the puffer fish. That's a, good that's a great fish. For me, my Irish accent, which of course is legendary, uh, mm-hmm. my yes. my my trigger word is is a quarter. Carter, it's a Carter defy. A Carter. A Carter uh, uh, That's the one that gets me going. It doesn't get me perfect. going like sexually. It just gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> now this is exciting, John. Now that we've both ranked, I can do. I can uh, kind of go into the lab here, and I can tell you what the mind probe show ranking we we've entered in our ranking that's impressive yeah we've we fed our punch cards into the computer and now i can kind of can i hack my own spreadsheet that i built (laughs) so so what what it kind of shook out to is uh the macro terror is tied for 18th with the ark in space does a ties are possible Yes, in the in the with ours, no, right? Because we always just put them above one right. another. Yeah. But when right. we average them together for the show, yeah. Oh, uh, that, in fact, that's ridiculous. Well, uh, uh, go back to and you can see all this on mindprobe.show slash ranking. So uh, the gridlock is number twenty three, mm. number twenty three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ties are possible. So in fact, currently Inferno is number one, and then the Aztecs and Tooth and Claw are tied for number two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, they're very similar stories. <laughs> very pacing, very similar pacing direction yeah so john people can go to mindprobe.show okay. uh and i would i just said mindprobe.show slash ranking oh, sorry, that's right yeah, I think don't do that rankings with an s yeah, rankings do that, with yeah, an s. Yeah, yeah, do that one the other one yeah, is just all hardcore pornography like ranking <laughs> yes. our site <laughs> by the way our site and it's not just that our site is a minefield. <laughs> if you click on one wrong link <laughs> and it's not yeah, our it's, fault, we took over a site out. from someone else yeah. and we replaced some of the pages with our stuff, but the rest of it's just boring. Who, I mean, who has time to do anything? Why, watch <laughs> the, now the analytics for our site will skyrocket <laughs> of people searching for desperately for porn. Yeah. Well, mind you can't probe. find it anywhere else on the internet. So <laughs> <laughs> mindprobe.show slash rankings mm-hmm. uh you can see notes from mm. our episodes john uh in addition to curating uh you know the, the watch order he curates great some links. about each episode great yeah. links Lots hot and fresh links. links get them while they're hot get them while they're fresh <laughs> yeah. links. get them before they break which will be any <laughs> second now since i'm linking to like you know people's random people's recipe page or something like that and, and importantly, John, they can see how to subscribe to the podcast. Why is subscribing to the podcast so important, John? Because uh, we get uh, entered into the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Wait a minute. <laughs> you may be under a false impression. Um, now, that really helps us out. Also, if you can, we rank uh, Doctor Who episodes. If you mm. could rank us and rate us that's four stars do. in iTunes or, or other places, that would be a great help. You have um, to rank us cum- together, though. So, like, if you love yeah. Porter and you're like, ooh, right. five stars, and right, you right, hate right. me and you're like, one star, you got to give us three stars. No, I don't think you should average it. I think you take the higher of the two. Uh, okay, so That's you're just carrying me. Okay, I get it. I get it. And yeah. then what you do is in the text in where you write it, you'd say, like, look, had this just been John, I would have given it a one star. And you can get it. Look, get it out. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, get just... it out or sweat it out. And yeah. I say, yeah. get it out in those rankings. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let the um, people know. So, yeah, you should do that. You can also contact us. I'm on Twitter at Porter Mason. And if you reach out to me, please put the hashtag. Hey, the mind probe. Is that a show or hardcore porn? Mm-hmm. And if you put that hashtag on there, I will see that. and I'll respond to you within just within like moments. If you right. use that hashtag. Yeah. 
Um, um, and for me, uh, again, at Pratt, 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 uh, it's actor Chris Pratt. Please tell him whatever you want to tell him. And then please yeah. contact John Grant. At the, no, not the mind. Yeah, probe. don't go right into the John Grant thing. Like, talk to him first. <laughs> say whatever you want to say. <laughs> to, to tweet at him, what were you thinking with uh, the Macro Terror uh, review? <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. And then after about... 18 tweets uh you know one of one of 18 two of 18 etc at the end then say whatever uh, on the way out let's just say i did get contacted by chris Brown. Oh. uh but by a uh, shout out to paul paul in amsterdam who uh, i knew from amsterdam it's not like you randomly found thing but uh paul is listening uh big doctor oh, who fan and now a prover i think he's listened to all the episodes up to uh right up to now which is what you would do if you like the show. So, well, now I'm wondering if, if he did that, and and his goal was to just get his name set on the show. Is he done now? Is he like, I'm out? Oh, yeah. They said well, my name. Oh, yeah. Well, Paul, we may say your name again. So stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we pretty much will say your name if you've ever reached out to us that you watch the show. I believe. I'm trying to think on this. Yes, I think we're about a hundred percent on that. Right. If this, someone has told us, they've listened. Yeah. This is our name mentioning segment um we only have two really that well is mark and paul so mark and paul thank you for for contacting us via text messaging which we will not share with other people mark and paul i say to you here's to the future John, I'm going to break back in here. Mm-hmm. You forgot to tell us what's coming up next episode. Oh, John, I did. If I was too busy what do moving we, to the future. <laughs> what, what do we have in store for next episode? Who can tell? Um, oh, yeah. It's Daleks. It's a Dalek Fest. Dalek and Human Factor Fest. Um, uh, 2021? Uh, Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks coming at you live. Uh, Dalek, recording. Dalek, 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 <laughs> Dalek, it's a Dalek, monster, Dalek rally. Um, yes, the next David Tennant, Martha Jones story. Uh, and we have paired that with an earlier attempt by the Daleks to also become human. So they really do not learn. Uh, well, I guess not. Well, anyway, uh, evil of the Daleks, another Patrick Troughton, second doctor story. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't yeah. like Troughton, now is the time to tune out of this podcast. <laughs> And you'll also see Dalekzilla. (laughs) And kids get a free Coke with every person Dalekzilla murders. And a funnel cake. (laughs) All right. Anyway, now really, here's to the future. (laughs) 